0: Podcast, a ministry of the First Congregational Church of McGregor, Island. This recording has been made for September 16th, 2020. A reading from Psalm 102, verses 18 through 28. Let this be a record for a generation to come, so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord, for God has looked down from the holy height. From the heaven the Lord looked down on the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners, to set free those who were doomed to die, that they may declare in Zion the name of the Lord, and in Jerusalem God's praise. When the people gather together, and kingdoms to worship the Lord, God has broken my strength In mid-course, God has shortened my days. O my God, I will say, take me not away. In the midst of my days, you whose years endure throughout all generations. Of old, you have laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe. They will pass away, but you are the same, and your years have no end. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you. King David comes to us with another gem of the Psalms. This particular Psalm, 102, begins with a litany of misery. David speaking about his body wasting away, that he can't eat bread, and when he does, it tastes like ashes. The sense of being forgotten, the sense of being cast aside. Those opening verses of Psalm 102 read with such misery that you want to skip ahead. You want to skip ahead to the flip side. But what David is trying to do is he's making a point. He's establishing the fact that the human condition Is not ideal. The body ages, it gets sick. People that we call friends, you have a disagreement, they become enemies. Life can be unfair, life can be burdensome, life can be taxing. David understands this. David, he was a king. You can find no better conceit of yourself than to be a king, but he was like, what a miserable predicament. I have all these people who are insisting that I do things this way, I have enemies who are coming after me because they want what I have. I have people who are trying to curry favors. He feels absolutely like he's going batty. But the one thing that he can count as a consistent in his life, the thing that he knows will always be there, is God and God's love for him. Even as miserable as he is, even as his bones grind and waste away, He knows that His Redeemer will always have a place for Him. How are you feeling? How have you been doing? How's life treating you right now? Are you feeling good? Have you settled into your new routine? Or do you long for the way things used to be? when you could move around without ease, when you didn't have to watch the numbers ticking up, when you didn't have to be reminded of this wretched disease, or any disease for that matter. We would love to be able to live a disease-free life. I'm sure that's what David wanted. David wanted to live a disease-free life. He didn't want to have to have his bones wasting away, clanking to each other. He didn't want to have to have enemies. He didn't want to have to be persecuted. He just wanted to live and have a functional family. He didn't get that. So how are you doing? How have you been lately? What is occupying your mind? Are you so steeped in work right now that you don't even have time to think about your problems because it's just one responsibility in front of the other, in front of the other? And it seems that from the moment that the sun rises to its setting, you are always on the way towards accomplishing something that has to be done. Some things you want to do, but there's always something that has to be done. And there never seems to be enough time in the day to do these things. So how are you doing? Are you feeling like David? Are you like, David, I hear you talking, son. I hear you. Because I have had some episodes in my life right now where I too feel that everything I do comes to ash. Not just the food that I choose to prepare my very efforts at trying to be a decent human being each and every day. It's ash. It all comes to waste. And we wonder, does anybody even care? This is a good time for screaming into the void. Universally. The world over right now could just stand on the edge of some pit and just scream in to the basin. Scream your frustrations. Grab a pillow. Smack it over your head and just wail into it. That's what David's doing. When in this Psalm, David is crying out and saying, God, now I know that you created us beautifully, but why is it that I feel so miserably? I know that you have given us free will, I know that you have given us wisdom, I know that you have given us an opportunity to serve in this world, but why is it that we're not always successful in our endeavors? Why can't we just break forth right out of the gates, run a clean stride, win the race, be victorious, look back on our labors and say, job well done? Why does it always have to be met with criticism? setbacks, mistakes, redos. But even as David is trying to assess the misery that is his life, he still has hope. And the verses that I shared today in this passage are the verses of hope, where David says, let this be a record for future generations. Those who have not yet even come into being, who have not yet entered this world in any form, but who will? Who will come long after these words are penned? There will be a generation that will rise up and that will hear of God's goodness. and They will attach themselves to that promise because you know what? They're going to live lives where there's going to be some misery and some frustration, and some setbacks, and some unanswered questions. They are going to have the same experience that we are having right now. Lives filled with anxiety. Or monotony. But one thing we can bank on, and we can trust, and we know is a guarantee is the consistency that God is with us. Now, I'm a guy who appreciates my solitude. I like my downtime. I like to just go off and do projects, work on projects by myself. But I find myself saying in sermons and reinforcing in worship the notion that we are not alone. And maybe that's the reason why, even though I'm doing solitary projects and it's just me one single human being doing this or that i know that i'm not alone maybe maybe the truth is is that i'm actually practicing that and that is why i am comfortable in solitude i'm comfortable in solitude because really there's a companionship that is an unseen presence which secures me and anchors me and allows me to exercise the fullness of my day even if i'm not in the companionship or the presence of another human being because i have a comfort, that I'm not truly alone. So I reinforce that message in worship, that we are not alone. I think it's good for people to hear that we are not alone. I think it's good for you to hear right now and to be reminded that you are not alone. You might feel alone. You might actually live alone. Or you live with someone else in the house who is so engaged and wrapped up with the things that they have to do, it feels like you're living alone. It feels like they're living alone. There are members of the household that keep different dining times because their work schedules just can't permit them to sit down at table together. Don't feel sorry for them. People have to do what they have to do to survive, to function, to endure. The purpose of today's podcast is to talk about our spiritual needs. To talk about the spiritual connection that we need to seek, establish, and maintain. It is a skill that we acquire, a way of thinking that as we move through the world, we can have this understanding that even though I may feel pressed upon, by the demands of work and home. I can still have this sense of confidence that I'm not truly alone and that there is this source, this presence that feeds and renews me, calms me, satiates me, and allows me not to focus upon that which is not working, that which is miserable, that which we want to go away. So David gives us a record he gives us an account and he says these are words for future generations that they will not look upon us and say these people were miserable you ever just read history and go wow they were as miserable as we are now is this the curse of humanity is to always go from miserable event to miserable event no i don't believe so i believe that we are to learn from previous generations as david says that even though we might find ourselves in a rough patch, that there is the reality of a living, vibrant, sustaining God that helps to cut through all the nonsense and allows us to find that sweet harmony and balance in life so we can do good work even in the midst of dodgy circumstances. So how are you doing? How are you feeling? If you're feeling alone, reach out, grab onto something for David that was God. David's like, I can't do this without God. I just can't. I'd like to. I wish I could, but I can't do it without God. So David passes that on to us and says, hey, I realize I'm not alone, miserable as I am, and I hope that we too can find the presence of mind to truly appreciate that invitation, that invitation to return to the cornerstone of our faith, of our identity, of our sanity. Because we're living in times right now where it's really easy to start to lose your grasp on reality and to start to fashion a reality that might not be in your best interest and slip into fantasy. Escapist thinking. Escapist behavior. Which could lead to destructive behavior. So find a touchstone that's substantial. that you can return to, when you feel you're losing your edge and losing your grip. If you have access to a Bible, the Psalms are always a wonderful platform. Because trust me, David was there first. There's no misery, there's no upset, there's no confusion that we're feeling that David didn't feel first, and he put it to paper. Sometimes he even said it to song. He owned his humanity. That's all we can do. That's all we can do is own our humanity. We can't pretend that we are not who we are, that we're not experiencing what we're experiencing, and that we're not trying to reason and power our way out of these circumstances. We can't pretend that this life that we are living is not ours to live. So own it. Whatever you're feeling, whatever you're wrestling with, own it. If it's unpleasant, remind yourself that you do not have to remain there. That there are ways out. There is, as they say, light at the end of the tunnel. So allow David to become your companion on the way out of misery and into the light and the love of God. Amen. thank you again for listening to the Spring Podcast. It is a ministry of the First Congregational Church of McGregor, Iowa. However you found us, we're glad you did. Take care of yourself. You are not alone. God is with you. Be safe out there. God bless.